Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, deadly weather. The 30 million Americans in the path of severe storms. As tropical depression, Claudette leaves more than a dozen dead, including nine children. Destructive tornado near Chicago leaves a trail of damage, destroying homes and a devastating crash. Nine children and a young father killed in a multiple car pileup. The grief is uh, more than I can put into words. A victory for student athletes. The Supreme Court ruling against the NCAA on compensating college players. Could it open the door to paying salaries? Not ready for takeoff, flight cancellations and staff shortages, why some airlines aren't prepared for all the passengers itching to get back to the skies. A tale of two Americas, the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, with doctors concerned the Delta variant could trigger new deadly surges. Plus, a full-capacity Foo Fighters concert at Madison Square Garden, proof of vaccine required. New hardline president, the new Iranian leader's strong words and demands for President Biden. New York City manhunt intensifies. A person of interest in that Bronx shooting while two children were caught in the middle. Military explosion. 40,000 pounds of explosives detonate near a U.S. Navy warship. What happened to the ship? the family business, why a 97-year-old World War II veteran just returned to Marine Corps boot camp. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. 
evening from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you so much for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with breaking news on a line of dangerous storms now threatening 30 million Americans up and down the East Coast. As we come on the air, there are watches and warnings posted from Tennessee into the Northeast as powerful thunderstorms are threatening to spawn tornadoes and dump inches of rain in the coming hours. Now, tonight's storm system comes on the heels of Claudette, which slammed into the Gulf Coast over the weekend, flooding neighborhoods, knocking down trees and killing more than a dozen people, including nine children after slick roads caused a horrific highway pileup in Alabama. Meantime, tonight in the suburbs of Chicago, families are sifting through what's left of more than 100 homes after a rare, powerful tornado ripped through the area overnight, leveling houses and leaving a trail of destruction. CBS's Lonnie Quinn is standing by with more on where that line of thunderstorms is moving. But first, CBS's Nancy Chen is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Illinois, where the severe weather has already caused so much damage. Good evening, Nancy. And good evening, Nora. It's been a day of cleaning up and counting blessings after that rare tornado swept through this area. The house behind me was essentially lifted off its foundation. And as terrifying as that sounds, it may very well have saved the lives of the family inside. The nighttime storm was quick and devastating, causing widespread damage across Chicago's western suburbs and sending eight people to the hospital. I can't remember the last time a tornado of this magnitude came through the city of Naperville. It flattened this house, trapping an elderly couple in the rubble. Both are hospitalized but expected to survive, saved in part by such high winds. The wind took all that rubble and moved it off to the side, uh, creating um, less of a, of a weight on the individuals in question. Next door, a gas leak forced Joanna Sliwa and her family to evacuate. My husband peeked out through the door and said that, you know, our neighbor's house is gone. In a separate system, Tropical Depression Claudette's drenching rain, high winds, and twisters cut a trail of destruction across Alabama and the Florida Panhandle. This was a tropical storm system that just dropped a tremendous amount of rain on us all at one time. Streets and homes were under as much as six feet of water, requiring several emergency rescues. It was completely flooded all the way. We couldn't get out. There was no way we could have gotten out. We saw somebody walking down the road. It was up to their waist, at least. In Atlanta, a woman was hospitalized after a large oak and overhead power lines crushed her car. While earlier today, Claudette strengthened and dumped more heavy rain over eastern North Carolina before moving out to sea. The National Weather Service is still surveying the damage, but believes this was an EF3, the first significant tornado to hit the Chicago metro area since 2015, Nora. Nancy Chen, thank you. And now to that severe storm threat for nearly 30 million people in the east. CBS's Lonnie Quinn joins us now with the forecast. Good evening, Lonnie. Good evening to you, Nora. Good evening, everyone. I, I want to start off by looking at the radar, show you where the heaviest weather is right now as we speak. There's a line of strong storms anywhere from the Tennessee Valley up into portions of New England. As a matter of fact, that pink area shows you where we have severe thunderstorm watches from Nashville all the way to Burlington, Vermont. Well, how are things going to progress? Well, number one, as this front moves through, it's going to do three different things. Possibly bring about severe weather, sure. But it also will keep Claudette offshore, and it also lowers the heat. Look at this. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania today was 93. Montpelier, Vermont today was 91. 
That front moves through. It pushes Claudette and keeps it offshore so it's not coming back to land. And then cooler air behind it. Montpelier tomorrow. It's not the 90s. 68. Jonesboro, Arkansas tomorrow. 79. That will be the coolest afternoon they've ever had for that date. And look at all that rain around the Gulf Coast. That's not related to Claudette, but it's putting more rain down in the exact same areas where Claudette brought the flooding. Flooding again will be a problem in that portion of our country. Nora, that's the latest. Let's go back to you. Lonnie Quinn, thank you. In Alabama, federal investigators are sifting through the shard remains of a small bus that burst into flames after more than a dozen cars slammed into each other on a highway Saturday. Ten people died in the horrific crash, including nine children. CBS's Jesse Mitchell has new details tonight. Tonight, NTSB investigators are on scene trying to determine the cause of this deadly 17-vehicle pileup, which shut down an Alabama highway. The fiery crash took the lives of 10 people. Nine of them were children. It's a tragedy for Alabama, and, and it's, a, it's a national tragedy when you lose this many children. Eight of the children killed were traveling together in a van after a week-long vacation in the Gulf Shores. Some of the kids lived at Tallapoosa County Girls Ranch, a youth home for neglected or abused children. Their ages ranged from 3 to 17. There's no words that can describe the loss that we all feel right now. The, we love these children. They're like our children. The grief is uh, more than I can put into words. Ranch director Candace Gully was driving the van and was the only survivor. Good Samaritans pulled her from the fire to safety. She is in the hospital in Montgomery, Alabama in serious but stable condition. Investigators believe slick roads from Tropical Depression Claudette may have caused some of the vehicles to hydroplane, which led to the deadly pileup. Cody Fox, a volunteer firefighter, and his nine-month-old daughter were also among the dead. We will get through this. And tonight, the driver who survived the crash remains in the hospital. Nora, today we just learned at least two of the young victims who died in that crash were related to her. Jesse Mitchell, thank you. Well, tonight, a big win for college athletes. In a unanimous decision, the Supreme Court ruled the NCAA's strict limits on benefits to student-athletes violates federal law. So could this lead to athletes getting paid? Here's CBS's Jan Crawford. It's the most profitable event in college sports, with television contracts alone worth $1.1 billion a year. The schools and coaches are profiting, but the players aren't, so they took a stand. And today, the Supreme Court ruled that the NCAA can't deny student-athletes educational benefits, like laptops free of charge and paid internships. This narrow ruling does not directly address athlete compensation, but it could ultimately change the landscape of college sports. The broader implication is that I will expect student-athletes to uh, sue to remove all type of limitations on on compensation. Writing separately, Justice Brett Kavanaugh slammed the NCAA for building what he called a massive money-raising enterprise on the backs of student-athletes who are not fairly compensated. Just look at the salaries. NCAA President Mark Emmert makes nearly $4 million a year. Top Division I coaches earn around $11 million. Former UCLA football player Ramogi Huma said it's an issue of fairness. You have students in the bookstores, students in the libraries getting paid. Um, but the NCAA pretends that it's somehow immoral or unjust for those same colleges to pay college athletes for athletic services. It doesn't hold any water. 
The NCAA argues against compensating college athletes because it says the public expects them to be amateurs. In a statement, Emmert said the NCAA was committed to working with Congress to charting a path forward. Now, some changes are coming. States are starting to allow athletes to profit off their own image, including signing autographs. And California is now considering a bill that would guarantee market value for every athlete. All right, Jan Crawford, thank you. And on this first full day of summer, Americans are anxious to head out on vacation. The TSA, TSA says it screened more than 2.1 million passengers Sunday. That's the highest since the pandemic lockdown. But some of the major carriers are having trouble staffing up after a year and a half of cutting back. Here's CBS's Mola Lenghi. It's another blow for pandemic-weary Americans eager to travel again. The country's largest carrier, American Airlines, canceled hundreds of flights over Father's Day weekend. Today, another hundred flights because they don't have enough people to work. Passengers sounded off on social media after pilot shortages, staff sickness, and maintenance issues disrupted travel. Ken Novak has felt powerless to help his 17-year-old daughters who have been stranded 27 hours. They're just, by this point... Uh, very tired, very exhausted, uh, very much in need of a change of clothes, uh, a shower, and probably a good night's sleep. As we head into the busy travel season, ongoing issues like these could force the airline to cancel 60 flights a day for the remainder of June, equivalent to 600 planes, and up to 80 flights a day through mid-July, totaling approximately 950 cancellations. In a statement, American Airlines blamed the disruptions in part on unprecedented weather, saying, we never want to disappoint and feel these schedule adjustments will help minimize surprises at the airport. Weather is always going to be there. That's not going to cause hundreds of cancellations unless there's a typhoon. This is bigger than that. They don't have enough pilots. You have a problem with training. You have a problem with logistics. And the numbers are just getting worse and worse. American Airlines says their furloughed pilots won't be fully ready to fly again until at least the end of the month. Delta is looking for about 1,300 new customer service reps. And the TSA still needs to hire about 2,000 agents to meet their goal of 6,000 by the end of the summer. All this, Nora, as the demand for air travel is skyrocketing. All right, Mola Lange, thank you. And encouraging news tonight. In the fight against COVID, deaths have fallen below 300 per day for the first time since March of last year. But we're also seeing new signs of trouble in what some health officials call a tale of two countries. Here's CBS's Manuel Bohorkas. Tonight, the nation remains divided over vaccines. 65% of U.S. adults have gotten at least one dose. Several states in the Northeast, as well as Hawaii, have far exceeded that and seen infection rates tumble. But four states, mainly in the South, rank at the bottom, with new cases already rising in two of them as the more contagious Delta variant starts to gain hold. I think they need to work harder reaching across the aisle and getting courting conservative champions to get populations vaccinated, especially in the South this summer. Otherwise, we're going to see that surge. For Dr. Peter Hotez and others on the front lines of public health, like Dr. Anthony Fauci, the newest threat is to their personal safety. They've received death threats from those who feel it's government overreach. It's a scary time for a number of us targeting uh, American scientists. I mean, this is impacting your life. I know. I mean, it's no one likes waking up to email that say an army of patriots is going to hunt me down. The latest sticking point is requiring proof of vaccination. 
It's what got fans into this Foo Fighters concert last night, the first full-capacity event at New York City's Madison Square Garden since the pandemic began. But several conservative states have banned so-called vaccine passports, citing civil liberties and economic freedom. When people feel like those, those, some of those rights are being taken away, they naturally push back against that. In Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis won one round against the CDC. A judge ruled the agency's vaccine requirements for cruise ships cannot be enforced. The CDC had wanted 95% of passengers to be fully vaccinated, for now the cruise lines are coming up with their own rules. This weekend, the celebrity ship The Edge will become the first passenger cruise ship to set sail from Florida in 15 months, with more than 95% of passengers and 100% of the crew fully vaccinated. Nora? All right, Manny Bajorquez, thank you. Well, tonight, history is being made in the NFL. Las Vegas Raiders defensive lineman Carl Nassib just announced on Instagram that he is gay. He is the first active player to come out. Nassib, who is 28, previously played in Tampa Bay and Cleveland, he says he hopes that his announcement makes it easier for others to come out and be accepted. All right, turning overseas, Iran has a new leader, and he's a hardline cleric. Ibrahim Raisi is the first president of Iran to have U.S. sanctions against him for alleged human rights abuses. So will he negotiate with President Biden? CBS's Elizabeth Palmer reports from Tehran. In his very first press conference, Raisi was asked whether he'd be willing to meet President Biden. His answer was unusually blunt. No. Raisi repeated the regime's demand that the U.S. lift all sanctions on Iran. That's not going to happen. But in Vienna, negotiations over the nuclear deal may bring some relief in return for Iran scaling back its uranium enrichment program. Raisi has signaled he'll back the deal. His country's economy is in desperate shape and his government needs sanctions lifted so it can go back to selling oil. Raisi's supporters came out to celebrate his victory over the weekend. But what you don't see here are the millions who stayed home, too angry or disillusioned with the regime to vote. Turnout was the lowest in the country's history. Raisi, a protégé of the Supreme Leader, is allied with the Revolutionary Guard, which is already designated a terrorist organization by Washington. Ibrahim Raisi's anti-Western leadership is about to make Iran an even greater diplomatic challenge for America and its allies. Nora? Elizabeth Palmer, thank you. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. New York City police are stepping up their search for the suspect in a frightening shooting. They say the man in this photo is a person of interest after a gunman chased someone down Thursday with two children caught in the middle. Remarkably, the kids were not hurt. The New York Yankees actually hosted the children who are sister and brother at Sunday's game. All right. Tonight, powerful new video shows how the U.S. Navy checks the stability of its warships. 
In the Atlantic, the Navy set off 40,000 pounds of explosives. It registered as a 3.9 magnitude earthquake, enough to blow most boats out of the water. But the Navy says the aircraft carrier USS Gerald Ford passed the shock test. Glad to hear it. Every graduation is quite an achievement for the young Marines who conquer boot camp. CBS's David Martin on why this month's graduation was truly one for the ages. 350 young men and women on the final leg of a life-changing journey through Marine boot camp at Paris Island. And for the first time since COVID hit, all family members are allowed to attend the proud moment. It's been 13 grueling, sometimes brutal weeks. Training like this happens virtually every day at Paris Island. But today is special. A one-of-a-kind guest is coming. Legendary Marine Herschel Woody Williams. At 97, the last living Medal of Honor recipient from World War II. Among the new Marines passing in review is his great-grandson, Cedar Ross. The only advice I gave him was to do the very best that he could and then do a little bit more. Ross was about halfway through boot camp when his drill instructors realized he was the direct descendant of a Marine legend. The chief drill instructor told me, Ross, you're going to have big shoes to fill. And I said, yes, sir. Um, Thankfully, I wear size 15. It's been more than 75 years since Williams took out seven Japanese machine guns. But to him, means to be a Marine remains the same. They have said by their taking that oath, you may take my life, but you cannot take my country or my freedom. David Martin, CBS News, Paris Island, South Carolina. Once again, you, our viewers, have really come through our reporting on military. Thank you, CBS Evening News! (laughs) There it is. Our reporting on military families who need food banks resulted in tremendous donations. An update tomorrow. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Divya Dars. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast. And to ask Jeff some questions, because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.